0: Whatever, everybody, this is High Definition Pod, this podcast it is, is Maurice. And I'm Therese. And we're back for another episode, my brother. Can I, I, oh, there,
1: there there, it is.
0: How's it been going?
1: Ah, uh, it's it's been going, it's been going. Um, sinuses um, done cleared up. Sinuses, yeah, sinuses are pretty much cleared up. Um, Voices back to, almost back to normal, almost back to normal. Still taking antibiotics uh for a couple more days until once I finish all my meds, then I'll uh go get a have a schedule another appointment just to make sure everything's good. Word. Um yeah, my cousin's funeral was yesterday. Uh mm. rest in peace. Nunu. Uh yeah. I mean, all around, been good. Been good. How about yourself, all good. Yeah.
0: Could be better, but still yeah, all good. You
1: know, the, the Lord is on the throne. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's all
0: that matters. That all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, y'all. Yeah, y'all, y'all start rolling back in here in a few. I
1: ain't turning those on. Um, uh, well, I can hear myself now. There it is. Okay, uh, it's just it's my ears. That's gotcha. All. Sinuses.
0: All right, Joe, for those of you if this is your uh, first time joining us, uh we are a platform that's all about having conversation. Um you can agree with us, you can disagree with us, it's all good either way. Uh only thing we don't tolerate we don't tolerate disrespect. Uh one of the things we try to push and encourage is, you know, just simple critical thinking. Uh we try to offer a different perspective for what you may be thinking, just something for you to consider. Uh, we do our best to try to come from a biblical worldview. We don't always get it right. What?
1: Oh, man, I forgot the password again. <laughs> Bro. There you go.
0: How you going to give me your password and I remember it? I Did know. It? That's, what,
1: that's what's... <laughs> I'm forgetting something. I know what I am. I know what I'm forgetting.
0: All right. So while Therese gets his uh, <laughs> password situated, <laughs> uh, there's a... Um, If you go to any of our social medias, you got it. If you go to any of our social media accounts, you'll see a link tree. It has uh, links to everywhere that we're on, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It has our email address. Oh, shebangabang. All that. If you drop your comments, drop your questions, drop your concerns, whatever the case may be, uh, drop it there. Uh, One of us will definitely um, get back with you in a timely fashion. Just be patient. We (laughs) do <laughs> we do work uh we do have children we do have wives so you know we're trying to juggle all of that um so with that being said we're going to kind of continue the conversation from last week mm-hmm. um, why aren't people in church why aren't people coming to church mm. um we had a great conversation for those of you that joined us on last week it was a great conversation thank you all um What's going on, Miss Gray? Uh,
1: oh, Mom's in there? Yeah. Oh, of course. She is. I got a
0: comment it's coming right here, too. Cause it,
1: oh. oh, no, you're good. You're yeah. good. Yeah, because it's a little closer right there.
0: So, why um, aren't people coming to church? Is the main macro we're coming from. Uh, well, on this particular episode, coming from a uh, kind of a divisive subject, so to speak. Has the church become too political?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
0: Have we become too political? That's kind of the premise, Premise. the viewpoint that we're coming from on tonight. What do y'all think? All right. In fact, let me go ahead and pin that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Alright. Do y'all think that the church has become too political in today's age and today's society? I wanna hear some of y'all's thoughts? All right. So my brother? Mm-hmm. What do you say? <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean to be be short and simple and to the point. Yes, we have. Um So um I know we're supposed to, okay. I, I I thought of a quote of uh, I kinda created something in my head, but I I don't hey, I should have text did. I should have texted to you.
0: Why you didn't put it in No, your I comment?
1: I remember it. I remember it, but I it it confused me I had to really think ponder it more to make sure it made sense, but mm-hmm. it's politics shouldn't be in the church, but the church should be a part of politics
0: oh wholeheartedly
1: yeah, I wholeheartedly believe that I, was, I think that like we we should never bring okay, oh, I'm not gonna say never bring but um. Okay, one of the things that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way was, let's let's, let's go back to Clinton versus Trump. Okay, let's go there. So twenty sixteen. Yes, twenty sixteen. The biggest thing that we saw was the evangelicals mm-hmm. full on blitz for Trump. Yep, and that right there was like one of the like things that kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like yo, know, like. They, it it, it almost, it almost came off like he was like they're like their savior, like the savior, he's gonna save America, you know, and you know, like I said, it was like a full on blitz. Yeah, like it was like he's he's in churches, like they're 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 talking about him in churches Mm -hmm. and this this, and that, and I'm I'm sitting and I'm like, I I get the platform. I get it, but do we not understand how divisive he, a person like, like a Donald Trump could be, he's very polarizing, um, There's other adjectives that I could use, (laughs) but I'm going to save them. Um, But yeah, I mean, that, that whole, that whole, that whole 2016 campaign was, we just saw, we just saw the evangelical side of uh, Christianity just, man. So that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah. I think I think that was, you know, something that was very divisive right. within the church. Um, that's why I'm like, uh, you know, when it comes to politics, we should be involved in politics, but we should never bring them inside the four walls, mm-hmm. um, unless it's something that is, you know, the word of God. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm, draw, I'm trying to.
0: I see we got some more people joining us. So yeah. the the question is, uh, we're kind of continuing the conversation. Um, why are people not in mm-hmm. church? But we're coming from this premise. Has the church become too political? Right. And is that the reason why people are not in the, in the
1: church? Because we also see it like when it comes to, I, I hate using the term black church, but because we are the body of Christ mm-hmm. and doesn't matter what pigmentation you are, we are brothers and sisters. So we look at you know the black church we see more so what Democrat like we you know most people will associate themselves with the Democratic Party mm-hmm. um we see most evangelical churches they're conservative you know and I, and I look at them like the conversation that I don't hear is, I agree with this, but I don't agree with this when it comes to a specific party line. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, people, we should never, we should never, like, to be honest, I don't agree with, I, I don't put myself on a party line mm-hmm. because I see both sides of everything. There's, right. there's there's, there's the, the Democrats have, they have some great stuff. The Republicans have some great stuff. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But I also see, I see flaws and I'm willing to call them out. So I can never allow myself Completely with aside, me personally, right? You know, so I look at you know we looked at though. Let's look at the, go back to the, the whole thing. Like people were like, "Oh, you know, Trump is real," and you know the he talks. You know he what he says. You know it's gonna rub people the wrong way, but it's what we need. What we need. What we need. And I'm all for truth. I'm all for truth and everything. Right. And. I just thought that like some like this how like how you convey a message, how you convey a message can draw people Mm -hmm. and also can deter people. Right. That's just my that's my spill on it.
0: Um I definitely agree we have become church has become too political. Um I kind of wanted to Lay a foundation because I I, I want to go back to what you said mm-hmm. earlier uh, about about politics that politics shouldn't be in the church, but the church should be involved in politics. By right. def by definition, the word politics, uh, according to Merriam Webster, it is the art or science concerned with guiding or influencing governmental policy. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, it is the art or science concerned with winning and holding control over a government? Mm. But I do like their first their first definition: the art or science concerned with guiding or influencing governmental policy. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you said. Like we as a church, we should be uh, involved with gu- with guiding um, governmental policy. We should be involved in politics. We should be um, we should be involved in these things. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: One of the quote unquote seven mountains.
0: Right. So. Okay. So. Y- Ms. Gray, your mom, she just said something. I was getting ready to go here. Uh, I think what the issue is, uh, she just said, so her comment was most Americans have a misunderstanding of separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. Um, It's true. A lot of people think that that's actually in the Constitution when it's not. -hmm. It's not not actually in the Constitution. According to, um, if you go do some of your research, it actually came from a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote. Mm -hmm. And what it was actually referring to, it was talking about how the government shouldn't it's not supposed to implement just one one religion over the whole nation. It's, right, everybody has their freedom to choose. pick choose however you want to worship. That's really what it comes down to. I'm just keeping that in, in short nutshell. Uh, y'all go and search that for yourself. But yes, I do feel like the church has become just way too political, um, and I'm, I'm kind of like you, bro. Like. Uh, I'm not, I'm not to the left. I'm not to the right. I'm not Democrat. I'm not a Republican. Now, I will, I will honestly admit, mm-hmm. uh, especially after these last two elections, I've just come to the realization that yes, I do have conservative values. Oh, I do too. I definitely have conservative values, but I'll be honest with y'all, I can't stand the Republican Party and I can't stand the Democrat Party, either Terrible. one of them. Terrible. I can't stand either one of them, but yes, I do have conservative values.
1: Yeah. Um, I also have liberal values as well, to, to a degree.
0: I think I'm liberal in the fact that, or in in this instance, do what you want to do.
1: There you go. Exactly. You
0: know what I'm saying? I'm. If you come to me and say, hey, Maurice, do you agree with this? I'll let you know whether I agree or whether I disagree. But I'm not going to tell you not to do what you don't want.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I
0: I hate to sound mean like this, but I could really kill this. Yeah. I mean, of course- me being a Christian, I care about your soul. Oh, facts. But at the end of the day, it's your decision of your life. You're going to have to be the one to answer to God for that. Mm. You're going to have to be the one to say, uh, you know, that it's on you at the end of the
1: day. You got to stand before the maker.
0: Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> trying to make sure I get behind the pearly gates. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so your mom said, Christians should have the courage to be bold in their faith and be free to voice their opinions. I'm with both of you right now. I fully agree.
1: Yes. I mean that's the one thing that is. My thing is this, guys. We have our Christian we have our Christian convictions or godly convictions, all right, according to the word of God. Stand on that. I mean, there's gonna there's gonna be people who don't agree with you at yeah. all. They will shout in your face and tell you that they don't give two cents about you. That's fine. Right. You stand on your convictions. You know. Don't don't waver. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the if we if we as believers. Believe that the word of God is truth. Mm-hmm. Stand on that. Yep. That is the foundation and rock that we stand on. Yep. People are not going to like that. Yeah. Okay. Now, like I said, do as you want to anybody. Do as you want. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I see some more y'all coming in uh the question is has the church become too political and is that the reason why a lot of people are either leaving church or not coming to church at all
1: uh, it's a ton of stuff but this is one reason why um i believe that yeah um
0: i think too kind of going back you you laid a a good bit in your kind of opening statement because First of all, I don't agree with the whole black church, white church, I,
1: mm. that's, that's or the evangelical church. Yes. I, I get- Sunday is the most segregated, segregated. Yeah, I
0: mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I get why why we say that, because it is segregated, but we're the church. But typically, those of us in the African American community or the black church, we do tend to go more towards the left or towards Democrat, mm-hmm. and those in the evangelical or the white church tend to go lean a little more right or mm-hmm. go towards Republican. However, may I, Submit this question for those who are just listening or who may listen on the replay or who's watching right now. Is God Republican or Democrat? <laughs> so, I mean, I am submitting this to other believers. That's a great question. Because, truth be told, he's neither. Thanks. I mean, he's God. He created everything. Therefore... Why does he have to pick his side? He's his own side.
1: All right. We screw up everything.
0: We, every time. <laughs> we screw up everything. Um, one one of the main scriptures that really makes me, that really made me consider this, if you go look in the book of Joshua, chapter 5, uh, when they were getting ready to go into the town of uh, Jericho, Joshua looked up, he saw an angel. I'm kind of paraphrasing. It's verses uh, 13 and 14, if you want to go back and look at it. I'm kind of paraphrasing. But he looked up, and he he's actually called the commander of the Lord. And Joshua basically said, are you on our side or are you on our enemy side? If I brought that to today, Mm. that's like asking God, are you a Democrat or Republican? Depending on which translation you read, he literally says, neither.
1: Mm. You know what's crazy about that, though? Because a lot of times, this is is where the divide comes in. Um, When we see policy that we feel goes against the word of God. Mm-hmm. You'll see people that will, will stand against it. You're right. So when we get a, when we get policies that quote unquote are somewhat godly, people gravitate towards it. Mm-hmm. So we see that, you know, most conservatives, their policy Most feel are, are, are godly driven. Yeah. Um, so it's that right there where we'll, we see the, the evangelical church gravitate towards the conservative side. Yeah. But what we don't see is we don't see a call, a one, I'm all about accountability. If I agree with a, if I, if I agree with a conservative policy, I agree with it. If I don't agree with the policy, I'm going to call it out. Right. We don't see enough of that mm-hmm. where we're holding, quote, unquote, these politicians accountable. Right. You know, that was one of the things about Trump that rubbed people the wrong way is that they looked at him as this great savior of America. It, my thing is, is God really is he really concerned with the country or is he concerned with the people of the country? Yeah.
0: Well, I think he is concerned with nations and what goes on in those Mm -hmm. nations. So I'm kind of, it's like a yes and yes. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I agree. He's concerned with the people of the nation, but I think he's also concerned about what's going on with that nation as well. Um, Okay, since you keep bringing up Trump, here here's <laughs> I'm gonna
1: bring it up because I mean that's that's a, it's it's that's like the the big red the yeah. big elephant in the big pink, pink elephant in the room. I guess these last couple these last you know what eight eight years he ain't been in politics. I mean no, anymore. well he ain't been politics that long, but you know what I'm saying. Six with well, four he so four so here. he
0: entered he entered the race in 2015. So yeah, so where we at now? This. Oh, wow, that's seven years. Wow. Exactly.
1: So, seven Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: So, I guess, he, okay, here's my thing. Number one, if we come from a biblical standpoint, mm-hmm. so if we go look back at the Old Testament, look at King Nebuchadnezzar.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. He was very evil. We he talked did, about this. Before. Yes. He
0: did evil things. Yes. I want to say it's in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Now, before... Before he had his mental breakdown in the book of Daniel, he was doing all kinds of evil. He was worshiping all kinds of gods. But God still called him my servant.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. I want to say King Cyrus, he did the same thing. So, the reason I say that, my issue with those of us in the... Or those in the evangelical church. I'm, I'm, just, I'm part of the church. I'm part of the kingdom. I'm trying to make sure I get away from. I'm part of this church and that church. Yes, just, I'm a part of the church. I'm part of the kingdom. My issue though with with those of us who are seeing him just as the savior, and all of that. If we come at it from a biblical standpoint, he has literally come out of his mouth, and I had to pull it up. I'm just, I'm just reading the headlines. This is on political.com According to Trump. I hope I don't have to ask for much forgiveness from God. This is what he said on CNN. They they released this back in July the 18th of 2015. Trump believes in God, but hasn't sought forgiveness. Mm. This is something that just came out of his own mouth. Right. Now, I don't have a heaven or hell to put him in. I don't know what he said and or done in his private time since then.
1: As long as he got breath in his body, he can get it right.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But seeing all we can go off of, are what's been made public,
1: mm-hmm. we don't know it's private.
0: We don't know what is being said privately. But based on this, I'm like, yeah, bro, hold on. So, like I said, we don't know the state of this man. So we, do we don't. If he was to die right now, we don't have no say whether former President Trump is going to heaven or hell. But based on some of these articles, like he CNN literally said Trump believes in God but hasn't sought forgiveness. And it's come out of his mouth that said he said, I haven't really sought forgiveness, don't really see the need for it.
1: And that's the thing, like a lot of people believe in God. Do we believe in the, the God of the Bible? Exactly. I mean, because there are there, there are a multitude of gods out there, Gs right. that is. Um, I mean, shoot, the Egyptian gods, that's just like there's a ton of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, you look at every religion; they have a god. So it's like, which god are we talking about here? Let's differentiate. Let's be specific. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And if and if we are talking about being servants of the God of the Bible, forgiveness is a requirement. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Asking forgiveness of our of our sins is a requirement. Yeah, it's already been paid for, but. To seek forgiveness means that I I understand that yo I'm wrong. Hey hey hey, Heavenly Father, I'm acknowledging that I am wrong here, and I yes I know you already forgive me for this, but I'm going to lay this yeah. at your feet and say, look, forgive me for this, right. right?
0: So, I guess that's my whole issue with it. Now, I do believe, like we just said, so in the Bible, God used King Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. He used King Cyrus. We don't and he he said both of them were my servant. King Nebuchadnezzar, he didn't really get converted until after he had his mental breakdown. I think it's like Daniel chapter three, I think, or something like that. So I think one thing the church got to get away from is trying to see all these political figures as the as these saviors. There's only one savior. And that so on this one instance, I think the church has definitely gotten it wrong and become too political where we try to put our focus more on who's the president, who's the next senator, who's these people, which is very important that we are involved in these conversations and that we are knowledgeable about these conversations, but we have, I think we've taken our focus more off of God as him being the savior, him being the one that can really bring us out of everything and putting it more on man who is just like us, who is flawed. Um, they're not perfect, so in this instance, yeah, I think the church has become too political on that. Now, where I do feel like we probably need to be a little more involved in the conversation. Mm-hmm. The reason the reason we need to be involved because we've been silent too long. Facts. And the reason I say that is just look at look at how far we've come now. So I mean just in the last couple of weeks you know in the conversation we've had we've one of the things I I'm sorry, I'm pulling it back up real quick Uh Yeah
1: lose it. Mm-mm.
0: I have to find it later. So one one of the things I I mentioned in uh one of our past conversations about about this is the church attendance since 1999 has like gone way down. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I mentioned was that excuse me. Um there's a stat out there that's shown how with each generation those who are identifying as those in other lifestyles, so the LGBT and all of that which let me put a disclaimer here we don't judge if you choose that lifestyle we have no judgment yes we may disagree but we're not here to judge you at all we still love you uh, with the love of God so if you're watching this on the replay if you're watching this live or if you're listening to our audio no we don't we don't stand in judgment of you yes we have our stances but I just want to make sure I say that so but there is, there are some statistics out there that basically say and show us that those who identify as LGBT it has gone is literally doubled with each generation. I was mm-hmm. trying to find it, but apparently, uh, mm, it wasn't that far down. Yeah, my my note has disappeared. I don't know where it went to. So, but it has shown that. Let me see if it's in my I don't know why it's not on my laptop. Oh, I got it. So I want y'all to just listen to some of these stats. So just listen to this fro from those who are traditionalists, those are those are those born between uh before 1946, uh point eight percent of those individuals identified with the LGBT, and 92.2% of those people of that generation identified as straight and heterosexual, 7.1 of those individuals had no response. Baby boomers, those born between 1946 and 1964, 2.6% of those individuals identified as LGBT, 90.7% of those individuals identified as straight and heterosexual. 6.8% 6.8% of those individuals identified or they didn't give a response. Generation X, those born between 1965 and 1980, uh, I'm coming from the reverse. 6.5% of those people didn't, didn't give a response. 89.3% of those individuals didn't uh, identify identified as straight and heterosexual. So y'all see how the numbers are starting to go down? Uh, 4.2% of those individuals identified as LGBT. So just from traditionalist, uh, 0.8% of those identify as LGBT, and baby boomers, 2.6 of those individuals have identified as LGBT, and now Generation X, 4.2% of those individuals identify as LGBT, so it's doubling each time. Me and Teresa's generation, the millennials, uh, 7.1% of us did not give a response, 82.5% of us identified as straight and heterosexual, of our generation identified as LGBT. So now it's going from the Generation X was at 4.2, it's more than doubled now. 10.5% of us have now identified as LGBT. The next generation, Generation Z, which is a weird, weird years, those born between 1997 and 2003, 3.5% of those individuals did not give a response. 75.7% of those individuals identified as straight and heterosexual, twenty point eight percent of those individuals identify as LGBT. So each generation has doubled. The reason I say this is because I feel like this is my hypothesis and my, my belief and my opinion. The church has become too quiet on too silent on a lot of these a lot of these topics that's going on in the culture. And because we have become too quiet, we've just become the culture has just hey holding us over culture, okay, because we become too silent on certain topics, everybody just going wild.
1: It's facts. I think that one of the biggest issues is, is <clears throat> sitting like I, I like I said before, it's, it's sitting on our hands and wanting things, policies and laws put in place to kind of buffer. My thing is, I was like we eat, we. Eat the silence it's not just from our mouths it's from our hands doing right. work and our feet being out there moving um one of the things that we got to do is man we've got to get to people yeah you know i i never i never want to put be like stay by stand behind a law and let a law do work do the work that i'm supposed to be doing because mm-hmm. the one thing that we see is, is that Murder's illegal. Still happens.
0: Yep. Don't um, matter if you take the guns or not. They still going. It's still going to happen. If someone
1: look, if someone wants to going to kill it's going to kill someone, there's going to kill someone.
0: Look what happened up in New York and Buffalo. They right. got all kinds of gun restrictions up there. They have, and it still happens.
1: Tons, tons. I haven't thought about that, but anyway. Yep. Uh, I, I, I was wondering I, 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 if we are gonna I, go I, there. No, we're not going there. We're not going there. We're not. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a private conversation that we're gonna have. <laughs> not put that on wax right, at all because that that mm-mm. I'm mm. so um. One thing that you know I see is that we we I never want us to sit and allow a law to do something that we're supposed to do because one, right. laws don't change hearts. Nope. Laws just govern how we move about society. So hearts don't change. Mm-hmm. We have got to put our hands to the plow and be out here getting the getting the gospel yep. to people. That is what we... That is what our... our. That's the great commission is to get outside the four walls and be out here really touching people. Mm-hmm. I mean... Okay. Let's go here. Let's go. Roe versus Roy. Uh, Roe versus we. Okay? Yes... Us in the Christian community believe that life begins at conception. Mm-hmm. Okay? Why do we believe that? Well, Bible talks about that he knew us before we were in our mother's womb. Yep, um, He knitted us while we were in the womb. Um, he told Jeremiah,
0: pe- before I phoned you, I already knew you.
1: People have been procreating since the beginning of time. Yep. So we know that life begins through sex. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm a I am a perfect example of life being brought into this more recent. You watching are an example. So to sit and say, yeah, we believe that, yeah. You have people who don't believe what we believe. Yep. They feel that oh, they should be able to. They don't see. They don't see that the the, the cells that are, quote unquote, get to gathered together in the in a in the womb of a woman as life. That's their opinion. All right. So they feel that it's just terminated. Okay. Okay. That's that's your opinion. You you that you have every right to believe that. Do we have to agree with it? No. One thing that I want us as believers to be doing is <clears throat> if Roe versus Wade wasn't to be repealed. Yes, we can stand against the law. Oh, it's getting rolled back, though. It's gonna get rolled back. We know that. But what we even if it if it wasn't just hypothetically speaking, even if it wasn't, what are we doing to advocate for the woman who has to make that deci- who's making that decision? Mm-hmm. Are we chastising her for making that decision? We shouldn't be. Are we consoling her? Through making that decision, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because it's not an easy decision. It's not an easy decision. I've met women who've had one, and they they carry that scar with them emotionally
0: throughout their lives. Why are you saying that though? It ma- it's making me think about something. I just heard somebody. Uh, heard I'm I'm big on just listening to different conversations. To um I'm kind of a deep thinker, so I like I like hearing different perspectives. So. Somebody, I was listening to somebody, they was kind of give a montage, and they was having a um, dialogue with some people. And they was like, have you ever wondered or considered the fact they show videos of women giving birth? Mm -hmm. We've shown videos, they show videos of Pimple Popper.
1: Yes, Dr. Pimple Popper. Got a whole show about that. Yeah.
0: Uh, They got a show about Botched. Got a
1: show about people having uh, nips and tucks.
0: He said, have you ever considered the fact you don't ever see a public video of what happens during an abortion. Why is that? When he said that, I was like, you know what? I you never thought about that. You won't see that. Like, if people really saw. I mean, if it's a normal
1: thing, we should show it, right?
0: Like, he's like, if people really saw what happens during an abortion, mm-hmm. it saying, would really make you reconsider. I mean, it's, it's a. It's a
1: I mean, if, if it's a normal thing, it's it should be normalized just like anything else, right? So why not show it? We we sit we sit and watch a, a woman give birth and sex ed in high school. Yeah. Why not watch a video of a woman getting abortion? Why not? I, oh, but oh, it's a it's a no, it's I mean, it's a pretty public thing. And for those of y'all that's
0: listening uh on the replay or you watch on the replay, we we did a whole a whole mm. conversation on this. You go back, um, our series of Culture versus Christianity, part yes, three. Yes, it's yes, part three. Yes. Uh, we did a whole conversation on it. Um, but one of the things we mentioned there, I guess one of the questions I would want to ask again, where does life actually begin? Do, have we ever considered that question? Mm-hmm. And if we could ever all come to a consensus of when we believe life begins, mm-hmm. then we can really further that that topic of, of abortion in a certain direction.
1: Yeah. But you're always going to have the folks that don't they're always going to say, you know, leave your leave, leave your religious beliefs out of it. Okay, I got you. I got you. But my belief should not hinder a woman being able to choose. You know, uh, I hate it. You know, I, I hate having that stance, but we look at we believe that it's it's a it's a child. We believe that
0: but is it really okay now th- if you listen on the replay you come back you watch this ain't theres this ain't high definition this is my all maurice mm-hmm. i just want to ask this this question I, the argument is it's her body so it's her choice right 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 but is it really her body or is she just a carrier of another body
1: so, here's my, here's my thought, and I've said this plenty of times, and I always do this every Mother's Day, and I word it just intricately so that it sticks. I tell my wife, thank you for willingfully giving up room in your body to cultivate and create life. Yeah. Pregnancy, pregnancy should be a willingful Agreement to give up comfort and quality of life yeah. to grow another life. That's what pregnancy is. That's what pregnancy is. It's a <laughs> woman. What's that? What did she you say? Read it right there. Oh, it is real quiet. It's fine. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, look, this, this, this stuff ain't. This stuff ain't. It's it ain't, not easy. It's it not easy yeah. to talk about. I mean, I'm. I'm sitting just squirming in my seat. Just we talking went, about. We it. went
0: back and forth about actually having this conversation. We did.
1: We did. And uh, my my thing is, I I personally should we yeah. have a law restricting women from? And see,
0: I'm honestly going back and
1: forth with that myself.
0: I, but now I do think, now I'm being honest, I do think mm-hmm. it should go back to the states. Okay. Um, which, for those of you, if you're going to. The majority go, of
1: states are going to not. that's you are going to Ro, cut it
0: out. Roe versus Wade, the reversal of that is not the outlawing of abortion. Mm-hmm. All, on a federal level, all it is, it is rolling the decision back to the states. Mm hmm. Which. Most of most of your more conservative states, like yeah, they're gonna th- they're gonna vote no for either it. Either they're so. gonna fully ban it, ban it, or they're gonna have some show enough restrictions, like after, right. once you detect a heartbeat or things like that. Yeah, it's gonna get.
1: But one of my biggest things is, like, we need we need to be more accountable, more accountable, more accountability on the on ourselves because. We know what the act of sex does, right? All right, and I, most—I believe the, the majority of abortions are preventable if mm-hmm. people if people take responsibility for their actions. Consider who you land with. We have so many resources. For contraceptives, birth control—that mm-hmm. ways to prevent pregnancy. Your mom on here, so I ain't gonna say what I was gonna say. No, <laughs> ways to prevent pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I know, yeah. I I knew you was going. You already with that. I already know where he's going. going. <laughs> but oh, um, it's gonna be private after the. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be after the podcast. My thing is, is, is. is one teaching our children, and I, I get the youthful mistakes. I get it, but teaching our kids to be, to a degree, responsible. Like I tell my kids, think before you speak, or yes. think before you take an action. Because you never that one. I mean, my thing is there are there have been people who have who have done actions that they that have changed the trajectory of their lives for the worse. Yep, you know what I'm saying there have been kids who have played games these challenges and killed friends yeah accidents they had to go serve time because they did it they ain't juvie because of a tiktok prank or whatever prank or some some stupid little challenge that these kids be doing out there these tie pods i mean let I me mean, this stupid stuff this stupid stuff did you
0: know I'm trying to digress. TikTok was actually formed in China to teach their kids about engineering techniques. Yeah, but over here, it's more so used for entertainment.
1: There's a reason why. There's a I reason like, why their education is like I was like wow. way ahead of ours. Like that. Way ahead that, of ours.
0: Like that. That's the original intent for TikTok. It was yeah. like they create the creators wanted to have like. Uh, different videos to teach teach kids. Dang, by, we dumbed down everything in America, by, don't we? Yeah, about engineering um, <laughs> practices. I, I, I digress, but they, it made me think though. No,
1: that's that's facts though. We dumbed down everything in America, apparently. Um, but um it's just making telling our kids to be responsible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, it's people, people need to be accountable for themselves. Yeah. Like rape, rape and incest should never happen. It yep. should never happen. In a perfect world, it doesn't happen but touchy, touchy subject here if this 13 year old child is is molested and raped and becomes pregnant should we tell her that she had the, she should have the kid should we now I believe now I firmly believe that God has purpose for that child I has has purpose for every life that comes through perfect
0: this world. a perfect example so I don't know if anybody's been following um the you know just a midterm year, which we we going to get back there in just a second. But I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody's been following. I think tomorrow is the primary election up in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lady that's running, uh, Kathy Barnett, mm-hmm. her mom got raped and had her at eleven, had her at twelve, mm-hmm. and look mm-hmm. at her now. She's getting ready to be. I think she's probably gonna win the primary.
1: So, I as a perfect yeah, example. Perfect example. But I also said that. What's her? What are her beliefs? She, uh, she, she is Christian. Okay. So that is a Christian belief. Yeah. That is not a worldly belief that the child has, we look at it from the sense of, oh, the girl, this 13 year old girl is going to suffer to have this child. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Eh, I cast no aspersions on anyone with that thought process because it's that, true. That, that's that going to be a tough thing. Yeah. That's a very difficult situation. That's a very difficult situation. I'm not personal, I'm not gonna sit there and tell that girl she has to, because whatever she chooses is her choice. She's got that's that's her. Yeah. And the man who committed that crime should be held accountable and should be held responsible and should be and should do a significant amount of time in prison. That's if anybody don't get their hands on them. That's true. Um. So I get both sides of it, because looking at it, yeah, I I do believe that. The child has purpose. I do believe. And there's a, that, that conversation there. Well, why did God allow it to happen? Free will, people. Yeah. Free will. If I want to slap <laughs> Maurice right now, God is not going to stop me from doing that. But We sure are going to have a fight on life. Exactly. So I know the outcome. <laughs> All right? So I'm, I'm going to take responsibility for myself <laughs> and keep my hands right here where they <laughs> on the table. All right? But I get it. I get it. And it's very touchy. And my convictions are going to disagree with the com- the convictions of mm-hmm. others who don't believe what we believe. Yeah. So if it repealed, it's repealed. If it's not, cool. All right. Potato, potato. But the aftermath, the aftermath, because one thing that we're going to hear is we're, there's going to be women who who are going to seek um quote unquote back alley abortions. Yeah. Okay. So, my fellow Christians, fellow believers, it is time for us to be in the trenches with people who don't believe what we believe. It's gonna be challenging. But we have a responsibility to our Heavenly Father to get to these people, to give them the gospel, to love on them, regardless of what they believe or what they disbelieve. Mm -hmm. If we fail, if we fail at evangelizing to people, giving them the true gospel, it is going to be catastrophic. It's going to be catastrophic. Like I said, we have to advocate for not only the child; we have to advocate for the woman making that decision. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not an easy decision at all. We have to console and comfort, and give grace. We we forget the the magnitude of God's grace. Yeah. When it comes to situations like this, and I. I, I, I uh, man I don't want to bring that up reflect no it's it's touchy cuz i just went through this but when it comes to like okay this is where be- our beliefs kind of get people kind of be like i don't want to believe this because so, let's talk about murder in a sense. When someone murders someone, mm. <clears throat> there is an opportunity for grace and forgiveness from God to be upon to be given to them. Like we said before, if anyone calls on the name, believes in their heart, and turns from the wicked way, they'll be saved. Mm-hmm. Right? That is a hard concept to grasp. Yeah. Sometimes, I ain't gonna lie. To to be able to sit there and say, "How could a how could how can someone? How can your God?" forgive someone who has done something so heinous that has caused so much pain to someone a lot of people a lot of people outside looking don't they look at that and they just laugh at it like that's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life how can someone who's committed mass murder be forgiven
0: right.
1: and be allowed in heaven you know <clears throat> what I'm saying that's from the eternal standpoint. Now, a temporal standpoint, you gotta, you gotta, you gonna, you gonna deal with your consequences. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about the gospel is, we are, no man is more righteous than any other. So if I tell a lie, that holds just as much weight as murder yeah. in God's eyes. Right? And from the temporal standpoint, no, nah, ours, a lie is just a lie. You know, it don't hurt nobody. Yeah. No one dies from a, well, some people have died from lies. Um, but it's still an opportunity to get it right to be able to get, get their soul in order with the Lord, you know? So, I mean, I, so so I get it, like, but we have got to be out here. It's gotta be a full on blitz to get to people who don't know, who don't care who believe other, we have got to, we, this is the time to be out here really loving on people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look at like, how many instances in the mm-hmm. Bible where Jesus is out there and he's he's talking to the, what we would consider the low of the low. You know what I'm saying? The, the lady at the well, mm. right? She was adulterous. Yeah. Right? He sat and talked to her. God J- Jesus gets in the trenches with people to help them out. Yeah. He's not looking he's not looking at the the muddy the muddy pit here that we're in and says I'm just going to I'm going to throw this rope out there. Grab the rope and let me pull you in. No 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 no. He going to tie that rope around himself. He going to jump in there, and he going to do what? Put his arm around you, and he going to do what? Guide you out. Yeah. That's what he does. That's what Christ does. So we got to get out here, and we really got to be about it. Yeah. No more of this <laughs> from the pulpit. We got to be out there. Out there advocating. Out there giving the gospel that's what we got to do that's what we have to do that's what our mandate is we gotta give a, give the gospel more than you give a culture exactly
0: exactly and I think that's that's why we've become too political exactly us us as believers we're supposed to give first of all I think here's the issue I think I, I think I wrote it down. We as a church have to view politics and government and culture through a kingdom lens mm-hmm. and not an earthly political lens. Yes. I think that's where I, that's where our issue has come from. We have we are looking at things from an earthly perspective and not from a heavenly perspective. Because if we were to look at it from a heavenly biblical view, we would look at everyone and we would handle every situation by a certain standard. But because, I think because we look at things from our own culture and from our own beliefs, from our own opinions, that's why we've gotten off.
1: Mm. One of the things that I'm looking at here is, I it's there was some key points about the church and the priority. You know, the mm-hmm. first priority of the church is to pray for government. All right.
0: I yeah, think First Timothy, Second, second Timothy. Timothy.
1: It says, "I urge yeah. you, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, <laughs> thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and for those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness." This is good and pleases our God and Savior, who wants all men to come to the knowledge of the truth. Is that when we don't pray for the economy? we don't pray so that the economy gets better or so that our lives are happy or happier and easier. We pray first and foremost for those in authority so that there would be peace in the land so that the gospel can go forth and that people can see the reality. The reality of Christ in what we say and how we live is that we tend to often be the most negative, critical people Mm -hmm. blog and email and send little things to one another that you open with those little ads (laughs) towards one another both directions. I said, but I wonder what would happen if we prayed and cared about the souls of those people and asked ourselves first and foremost, if there's a kingdom of heaven that's spiritual and eternal and my allegiance is first to Christ, maybe that ought to be my first priority first Mm -hmm. and foremost. Alright. Our second priority is what? What's up real? Is to preach the truth of God. <clears throat> this is so that God's people would be informed and have a biblical worldview shaped by his values. Mm. God's not looking for a Democratic vote or a Republican vote. In yep. fact, He's looking for what? You. God is neither Democrat nor Republican. You know, and He wants He wants us to vote. He wants us to vote. He's not looking for you to say, well, this is my Republican or this is my Democrat. He's looking for a kingdom vote. Mm -hmm. You know, God is looking for the children of God who understand the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth will always be in conflict. It's always going to be in conflict. He wants us to understand that the government doesn't have the power to change the world, but only restrain evil. Only we have the power in the power of the Holy Spirit to make a difference. That's what I've been saying. The third priority is to model truth, justice, and righteousness. So I think this is in Acts 2, 40 through 47. Let me find it. Should have had this already in my... (laughs) There's a little music playing while we're looking for
0: it. Working on getting some equipment for that.
1: Say, it's two and what? Uh, 40 through 47. With many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, be saved from the corrupt generation. So those who accept his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed, <coughs> distributed the proceeds to all as many had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from the house of to the house, or to house, from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were saved. So let me go back to this. The world changed because of Acts 2, 40 through 47. The people in the early church lived in a corrupt culture, which we see that today, uh, with a corrupt government. We see that today, right? Mm -hmm. Where there was tremendous injustice and immorality. Yet, they came together, they loved each other, and followed Jesus. They made sacrifices. They met the deepest needs in the community. We should be doing the same. (laughs) We should be doing the same. As individuals, <clears throat> we should help runaway teens helping to stop sex trafficking. That's still going on. Yep. Helping people that are have terminal illnesses. Yep. Regardless of how they got it. We should be advocating for the the, the woman who is making the tough decision to have an abortion. I'm throwing that in. I didn't even know I'm throwing that in there because it fits. We should be feeding the poor, living in, in living and living in community. We as Christians live like Christians. We're the most winsome, powerful group on the face of the earth. So let's let the church be the church. Let's radically live out the live out and model, not subservient agendas around s- minuscule issues. But the big agenda of Christ and his, cruc- and his crucifixion, mm-hmm. that's the role of the church. That's the role of the
0: church. I like something Terrell just said. He just posted. He said, I know it's late over there. Oh, you all way over there in Idaho. Oh, that is right. He in Idaho, like, ain't he? <laughs> all over there in Idaho. <laughs> so he said, I'm making my comments short. He said, I think that as believers, we have a responsibility to advance the kingdom of God, and I think that encompasses getting involved in politics and mm-hmm. voting. Historically, the church has been a vital part of political conversations, especially the Black Church um, during civil rights. He also says, "I think involvement is needed, but well, I think we need strategy on how." I fully agree. Fully agree. Fully agree with that. But I think Terrell, to think the issue of why we don't have strategy is because, like, I don't know if you were on a minute ago. One of the rich, one of the issues I think we as the church are dealing with is we're trying to view politics and government through an earthly lens and we're not coming through a kingdom lens. Mm -hmm. I think that's the reason why we have so many issues. uh, Because when we do that, we focus more on, especially, okay, I might step on toes, I might get some disagreement, but especially us in the black church, we look more at the racial injustice that's going on, but we'll forsake some of the other injustices that's going on. I to me, the media plays a big role in it. Here's the reason I say that. I mean, I mean we just said we wasn't going here, but I'm going to kind of open the door a little bit. So what's going on in Buffalo? That shooting, it was dead wrong. I mean, all the way wrong. The reason I say the media plays a big role in this, if we go on CNN right now, they are still talking about this shooting that happened in Buffalo. Go back just a month or two ago, Frank James shot a whole bunch of people in the New York subway. This was a black guy who did this. How much news coverage or anything did we hear about that? How much did we hear the church fight against that injustice? Mm. Go back to November. Up in, I think it's Wisconsin. Mm. the black dude that drove the car through that parade. Ah, yeah. How much did we hear about that? That was dead wrong. We should have been crying out against that. Just this past weekend, too, it was an Asian, went to a church. I think he was, God, I think was Asian. Asian. out there in California. Mm-hmm. He went to a church and shot a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Now, I think out there, there were a lot of people took him down, but I think he still, one person, and still ended up getting killed. Mm-hmm. Justice is justice, point blank, period. We should be seeking it for all people, not just black people.
1: I think the issue is as the. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I keep going back to this. But we're divided. Very much so. We're divided. We're divided. You know, I'm telling you, I I have this thing about denominations. Uh, uh, It rubs me the wrong way because we don't see the subtle discord that's that could be created through that mm-hmm. because we think that oh you know our our, our theology is you know is is that's good. Oh, our theology is great. Oh, our theology is great. Oh, our theology, your theology is uh baker, bigger, baker, bigger, baker, And we spend so much time thinking about well, which 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 sect of the church is better, more holier, more righteous. What did Jesus say? A house divided. And we don't we don't see that because if the if the if the gospel is the message, it don't matter if you Kojic, don't matter if you fire baptized, holiness, don't matter if you Presbyterian, don't matter if you AME, don't matter if you. Whatever, if the gospel is the central message of what draws people. I'm not trying to draw you to a Baptist church. I'm just trying to draw you to Jesus. That's it. That's what you need. We don't need. We don't need to bring you to this sect of of the body of Christ. You need to get to Jesus. Find you some. Find you a group of uh, a tribe of people that will hold you accountable. That will be accountable in your growth in Christ. Yeah, that's what we need. When the problem is we so divided, we can't come up with strategy. I think that's a part of it, yeah. Because if heaven is gonna be just this big integration of everyone, all cultures, all whatever, ain't no racism in heaven, all right? Why is it that I can't we ain't partnering with the people that that the church, the Asian church down the street that don't they don't? Why aren't we partnering with the white church across the street? Why aren't we try? Why? Why aren't we? That's a problem. Our our services we should. We should desire for our services to look like how heaven's going to look. You know what I'm saying? My friendships are like that. I don't just got black friends. I got white friends, Asian friends, Hispanic friends. You name it, I got them. You should see my wedding party. There was a plethora of them in there. That's how I, 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 I live my life to to engage folks that don't look like me, don't think like me, don't talk like me, ain't got a background like me. Those are some of the best fruitful relationships that I've ever had in my life. Yep. And you
0: know, too, on on that same note, I think we have to get to a point, too, where because because some of us have some of the same views, I got some of the same views as some some, some of my white uh, counterparts have. And because once that comes out, They're like, oh, you, we we on a political conversation. Oh, you a Trump supporter. Oh, you, uh, you, you a coon, whatever. But it shouldn't be like that. If you if you really go and have a conversation with people of different cultures, different ethnicities, you're gonna find out y'all actually got a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. You're gonna find that out, and you're also gonna find out, hey, maybe they're not as bad as I think they are. Just, Just tap it, you'll see. Maybe they're not as bad as I think as I think they were. From my personal experience, just my life experience, have I ever met some quote unquote racist white people? Of course. Overall, I have had great experiences talking with those of the Caucasian uh, community, those of the Asian community. I have not had any issues overall. In my lifetime, have I met a few that are racist? Yes. But overall, I don't have any true bad experiences. So why, why we've made it such a big deal and it shouldn't be that? So let me go back. So Terrell says, so here's the question. Is denomination damaging? Is our expression of worship too important to you?
1: I don't think it's damaging to an extent. I think it's when we put denomination over Christ, that's when it gets damaging. Because I've literally heard people from different sects of denominations will argue each other down on whose theology is better or whose expression of worship is better. My thing is, exp- look, we put preference over presence. Look, man, I tell people all the time, man. Sometimes I pray to God, I be like, Yo, God, man, I just want to talk to you today, right now, man. You know. Is that, is that disrespectful? Some people will say that's disrespectful. Oh, I'm supposed to, rev, rev, you know, fall to my knees and, you know, talk to him. With you no, know, you know, like, you know, what I'm saying, I'm trying, I can't, I can't verbalize it right now, but, you know, sometimes I talk, I talk to him like a homie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there are times where I like, oh dear heavenly father, I just come to you right now, you know, asking, asking that you, you know, you, you 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 do x y and z. You know, but sometimes I'd be like, yo, man, I need a friend right now. Yo, Lord, man, you know, I'm going through some stuff right now. I don't like what I'm going through right now. My family's in pain with some stuff right now. I don't, we don't like this. I don't like this. We need, you know, I need you to be, you know, console us. Uh, you know, keep us dwelling your loving arms. You know, something like yeah. that. You know, just like I, I talked to a homie, you know
0: real, I will, I will say yes. I do think our expression of worship is too important to us for us to unify the, with others because it's our preference. That's what we
1: want. But the, the thing is, the thing is, like, different expressions of worship is beautiful, just like our skin tones are. You know, we listen to, when we when we go to, like, Africa and you hear the Africans praise, you know, it's like, you're like, yo, this is different. Y'all like this, you know. They got the, the bongos and they doing all the dancing and whatnot. It's just like, wow, it's pure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, you go to another country, they they might have the heart playing. It's, it's the different expressions are beautiful. And we have to, we should embrace them, not look at them as. I can't, I can't get jiggy with that. Like, bro, like just op, open your mind, be more eclectic. Yeah to the different worships that the worshiping that goes on because our have our father in heaven is sitting back on the throne. He's being praised right now and he is, he is looking at it and he is probably just like, wow, my man, like, wow. These expressions are beautiful. I think that people just have to open their minds up More. Terrell
0: says it's called duality. Sometimes we have to ask God, what you doing on that big G. <laughs> what you doing on that big G? What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? What you, doing? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What you doing? So yep. um let's kind of let's kind of put a little bow on, on the conversation. Mm-hmm. Has the church become too political? Yeah. Yes. Do we need to be involved in the conversation of politics? Yes. yes. Um, do we need to be encouraging our people to vote? Yes. yes. Do we need to be pushing them to vote one particular side? I'm going to say no. Nope. What I do feel like we do need to be doing, we do need to push people to consider number one you need to consider God. Always. Number one, consider God. Always. Um And then I would say consider God in all things, that's including your your political views. If you mm-hmm. want if you want Bible for it, Proverbs 3 uh, five through six, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Okay, but here's one thing I do feel like the church is feeling: um, we shouldn't be pushing a po- particular political party or candidate or anything like that. Well, I don't, I don't know all the laws on that. I don't, I don't think he can Mm-mm. if you're a five hundred one c three. But I, I may be wrong, I, so I don't. I don't know fully, but um, what I do feel like, we do need to be pushing people, and when it comes to the political arena, we need to be encouraging people to do your own research. Please, especially, especially, especially us in the black community, we just always, for the most part, we go Democrat and Democrat only. I think we as the church should be encouraging us to do research. Here, because here's if we look at the current Democrat Party now, it has gone so far left. Um, if you still, I mean, I'm not, I don't judge you. That's what that's the way you want to vote. But I think we should consider, we should be asking some questions. Next kind of bullet point I said, when it comes to us and your voting, you need to do your research, but consider what are your values, mm-hmm. what are the things that you value. And if you're the particular candidate that you're looking at, if they don't, or the policies that they want to implement, if they are not um, in line or close to the values that you value, you may want to reconsider mm-hmm. if you're really going to vote for them.
1: And that's what I think that's what it's all about. Is like people, like people who have the same values, values, yeah, stick together. You know what I'm saying? Values, because there are people who look like us that don't value the same thing that we value, right? You know what I'm saying? But we we always say, oh, black folks need to stick together. Right? We say that. We say that. But old buddy down there just capped your cousin. But we got to stick together, though. Right? Values. People who have the same values that I value are the ones that I can draw close to. Because I know for a fact that we value this, this, and this. We value life. So we're not going to do anything to what? Come against life. Exactly. I don't care if, yeah, look, I, I rock with everybody. You can be blonde hair, blue eye you can be purple for all I care, with black, the blackest black hair in the world. If you value what I value, mm-hmm. I can rock with you.
0: Yeah, I had somebody. uh, In fact, uh, I just met a guy at the gym in the last couple weeks. He's Caucasian, brother. Me and him, literally, we got pretty much the same values on just about everything. He just got different skin tone. All right. The other thing, too, I think everybody should be considering when it comes to you, your political views, how you vote, who you going to vote for. Consider these questions. What will impact you and your family now? what will impact your children in the future? You got to consider, you got to consider that. What's gonna impact you and your family now and what's gonna impact your children in the future? So once again, I'm not telling you, we're not trying to push you to either side of of the political aisle or the political conversation, but we're all about having you to just consider different things, giving you a different perspective. So I'm going to try to put this like in some type of a format on IG and on our social medias just so you all can have it. So, you know, consider God in your political views. Consider him in everything. Consider what are your values. Consider what will impact you and your family now. What will impact your children in the future? Please do your research too.
1: Yeah. All right. Dig, dig deep into the research about your candidates, what their agendas are. Yeah. Don't
0: no. get don't get up in the hype about the most important thing for us, especially those of us in African American community. We there's a I, I guess there's a sense that uh, we need to be worried about racial injustice, but there's some data out there, significant data that says otherwise. CNN had had a recent poll. The number one issue in in the whole nation right now is just the economy. You want to know over 50% of people said that's the number one thing they're worried about. You know where racial injustice fell on that? Ain't but 5% of people worried about that.
1: What's demographic of people, to ask? <laughs> demographic people they ask? Demographic people to ask that, too.
0: That's the I wanted to ask, I wanted that info. I think they
1: should always give that. Yeah, they should. When you do a poll, it's like, I, we interviewed a thousand black folks, we uh, interviewed a thousand white people, a thousand Asian people, you know, just to give the breakdown, and then this is how they answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And if it was like, yeah, 5%, and you'd be like, oh, snap. Like, yeah a handful of black people out of the thousand yep. said that racial injustice is. Yep. So yeah,
0: I, I do. No, I do
1: agree with that. We, they should definitely. Yeah, but then then also you got to also add other subcategories in there, like you know, as far as like social status, like whether they yeah. fall, but then certain, you know, are these people you know well off, were they in you know disenfranchised areas, stuff like that. So, But I, I think those tiers, like, we see different people from different communities will say something different. Mm-hmm. So if you come from a, a pretty disenfranchised, impoverished area, you're probably going to say racial injustice is probably a big thing yeah. if that's what you see all the time. um. Heck, they might say economy as well, you know, because if the economy is failing and – the people up top worried about that. The people at the bottom probably worried about it too. Yep. Because like, shoot, I mean, this is gonna drive me into a gas
0: pushing closer and closer yeah, to four feet exactly. and five dollars. Everybody worried about it.
1: This is a lot, man. It's a lot that we have to consider. So yeah. But like I said, just you always gotta, always gotta throw. Yeah, always gotta have God in 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 your always considerations. Always, if you're if you're a believer, that is, you know. If you're not, you can just throw this conversation away. Um, so,
0: I, yeah. think, I think we can. Park it? Yeah.
1: The garage. So,
0: this is another episode of the High Definition Podcast. I'm Maurice. I'm Therese. And y'all remember to live
1: life. From the Highest yeah. Definition. We'll
0: catch y'all the next episode.
1: Holy, that's over coaching. <laughs>